Hi, my name is John Kristen, and this is Out of Bounds, Daily Bruins Sports Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Out of Bounds. I am your host, John Kristen, a senior staff writer here at the Daily Bruin. Um, UCLA is getting ready for the Pac-12 tournament, so I'm here with sports editor Sam Settlement to talk about um, some Pac-12 tournament predictions. We both have our predictions written down. Sam, how are you doing today? Doing good. Excited to go to Vegas in a couple of days. Sam and I just got back from UCLA media today, um, basketball media today. We talked to Mick, the players, and all that. And I think before we talk about the Pac-12 tournament, we have to talk about some bigger news is Jalen Clark's injury. Um, Jalen Clark, a uh, non-contact injury in the Arizona game. Today, Mick Cronin said he is out for the Pac-12 tournament with a lower leg injury, but he wouldn't get into specifics. He wouldn't give any specific diagno- diagnosis. Um, Sam, how big of an injury is this to this team for what we know right now? Yeah, I think, I mean, everybody's kind of looking at who's next, who's the next man up. He's irreplaceable. I mean, you look at a guy that's Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, he's a consistent starter for you. He's not a guy that you're just going to go replace. I think they have pieces to kind of fill in the fill in the missing holes a little bit. Um, you look at Will McClendon, Dylan Andrews, um, even Abramo Zonka. I mean, those types of guys can maybe combined maybe do some of what Jalen Clark can do, but obviously he's pretty irreplaceable, and this is a huge hit at their national championship hopes. Um, and you talked about, you know, they're not really saying anything about his injury, and I don't think they will for a while, maybe after the bracket comes out, but I think now they know that, the selection committee might be watching to see how UCLA does without Jalen Clark. Um, so I think for now they're going to be pretty quiet about it. But I think most people around here are thinking that he's probably not coming back this year. Yeah, I think it was ESPN's Joe Lenardi um, had a quote saying that UCLA needs to make needs to win the Pac-12 tournament to keep on to to, to get that one seed in the NCAA tournament. I think they're definitely looking at the Jalen Clark injury um, news and UCLA will probably not say much about it until maybe after the season's over. Um, but I think for right now, on intents and purposes, I think he's he's done for the year. Um, and I think that's a huge loss. I think a lot of people are just saying, like, oh, you can put in Dylan Andrews there and not lose much offensively. Um, and obviously the defensive impact is obvious. He's Pac-12 defensive player of the year, um, can guard one through five, steal his leader in the Pac-12, all that. But I think they're really going to miss him offensively. I think people don't really, um, you know, making up 13 points out of nothing is is hard to do, especially when rotations get shorter. Um, come tournament time, come postseason time, and it's just such a bad, badly timed injury as well. Um, you see, he really doesn't have that many guys who can get to the rim like Jalen Clark can, and he wasn't a bad shooter. I think a lot of people, you know, his shot had cooled off from the start of the season, but he still was above thirty percent. He still shot multiple threes per game most games. Um, so you're going to miss that spacing. You're going to miss that rim pressure, and you know, Will McClendon, Dylan Andrews, Abramazanka, like Sam said. Um, we're all fine players. I just don't think anyone can replace Jalen Clark. And I, I know a few people have said um, in the aggregate they can. I, I am skeptical. I think Jalen Clark is um, a bona fide stud for this UCLA team, and it's kind of a shame he didn't make Pac-12 first team. Yeah, I think the I think the timing aspect, like you said, is probably the most important part. Because I mean, yeah, it's hard to discount you know the players that Will McClendon and Dylan Andrews are, um, especially those two. I think both of them are very talented players and and will be good players for this program. Um, but they haven't had a ton of minutes, haven't had a ton of experience to develop or time to develop. Um, and yeah, I think both of them maybe can become players that fill those roles. But right now, obviously, inserting them in to those roles, starting in the Pac-12 tournament and then March Madness in a week is is pretty impossible to do. 
one more thing on the Clark injury front is coming into the season. I think my biggest um, gripe with this roster and how it's constructed, I think it's in writing somewhere, is this team really is does not have good wing depth. It's Jaime Hawkes um, as the only wing over six seven um, coming in. Then they added a Brahma, so there was him, and then Jalen was really only the other guy who could guard wings on the other teams. Um, and you know that took a lot of pressure off Jaime not having to guard the other team's best player. I think that helped him expand his game offensively. But coming into the tournament, it's all the pressures on Jaime now to stop another team's best scorer. Um, especially if they're at a wing and that you know that's a lot of energy he has to exert he's going to be playing 40 minutes a game a lot of nights and if he's starting the other team's best wing and uh being the focal point of the offense I, I i worry about that a little bit i think clark did a lot of things that you don't see in a box score um but he also played 30 minutes a game and averaged 13 points a game that's not something you can just replace overnight yeah and not to keep talking about Jalen clark's injury because i'm sure we'll get into it a little bit more when we make our predictions but the other thing that we've talked about previously on here is that, you know, if Jalen Clark goes down, now David Singleton's in the starting lineup most likely. That's the guy who's going to get the nod at that other guard spot. Um, and we've seen that, you know, David Singleton is maybe more fit off the bench. Um, his shooting numbers go way down when he plays, you know, 35 minutes a game as a starter than when he's playing maybe 24 minutes a game off the bench. Um, so we'll see how that plays out as well, but that's another cause for concern when you when you put him in the starting lineup. Yeah, David Singleton started, I think, seven or eight games when Amari was out with an injury. And like Sam said, he had a few rough shooting nights, um, particularly the 0 for 6 in the Colorado game, 0 for 3 against Utah, um, 0 for 3 against Arizona. I mean, you need him to be an elite shooter off the bench. Um, and if he's starting, you know, it adds an element of spacing that maybe Clark didn't give you, but it also it weakens the bench. It's not a, a, as effective a shooter when he's playing that many minutes. Um and he's just not overall not a great one-on-one defender, so I think that's going to be tough for him to you know guard bigger guys because he is going to have to you know guard bigger guys now if he's replacing Clark and not replacing Amari um, like earlier in the season. Um, other news and notes: Jaime Hawkins Jr. is the Pac-12 Player of the Year, uh, Mick Cronin uh, Coach of the Year, second time in four years, uh, Adam Bona won Freshman of the Year, and then as we said, Clark won Defense Player of the Year. So UCLA swept up the. Awards announced this morning. We're recording on a Tuesday. But yeah, let's just jump right into the Pac-12 tournament uh, predictions. UCLA had the first round bye as the one seed. They were playing Thursday at noon against the winner of the Colorado versus Washington game. Uh, yeah, I think Sam and I both have a prediction of how far they're going to go. They're pretty different right now. Um, check out the article version of this predictions podcast um, on the Daily Bruin website. Um, we both have our thoughts written down there, but we thought it'd be cool to have a a company podcast too. So Sam, how far are UCLA make it in the Pac-12 tournament? Well, I have UCLA still as the Pac-12 champions. And I think that was obviously the consensus pick a week ago. And now, you know, with Jalen Clark going down, a lot of people are saying Arizona um, and there's some buzz going the other way perhaps. But um, I think the biggest thing is, you know, now UCLA is at a point where when it beat Arizona, it probably thought, okay, we got the one seed locked up. You know, UCLA is going to be the one seed in the West. Um, and now there's some rumors that maybe that's not the case. Maybe the selection committee is really looking at how this Pac-12 tournament goes. And there's a lot of debate about what the selection committee looks at and what they don't. But it seems like maybe this year that will have an impact for UCLA. And they could easily drop down to a two seed if they don't have a good showing, if they lose in the first or second round. Um, but obviously that's not a reason for why I think they can still win this tournament. Um, if you look at the Pac-12 not really a super deep conference this year. I mean, outside of UCLA and Arizona, USC is probably going to make the tournament. Um, but then beyond that, that's probably going to be the only three tournament bids the conference gets. So it's not a super strong field. Um, 
and you look at UCLA's path, they've got Washington or Colorado in the first round. I don't think that will be a particularly competitive game, no matter who ends up in that spot. Um, and then Oregon in the semifinals. I know John will get to that matchup a little bit later. Oregon's been maybe hot and cold this year, but I again, I don't think they're the team that people thought they were coming into this season. Um, and so if you squeak by those, then you get another rematch with Arizona. Um, and obviously that's the big one. I could see that one truly going either way. And Arizona maybe has more to play for than UCLA does in that one. Um, and losing Clark again is huge. But I do think that UCLA showed on Saturday when it beat Arizona um, that they can do it maybe with or without Clark. They looked pretty controlling in that game after, you know, an early struggle, which has seemed to be a consistent theme for this team. Um, but I think they looked really in control. Um, and even when Jalen Clark went down with an injury in the second half, they looked, that was maybe the best defensive minutes they've played all season. And obviously small sample size, I'm not trying to say they're better on defense without Clark. Um, but I do think they can beat Arizona and kind of avenge that loss from last year. Yeah, I know Sam mentioned a lot of people are picking against UCLA. I am one of those people right now. I have UCLA getting upset in the semifinals to either Oregon or Washington state. I have written down Oregon, um, which I think is the most likely outcome. I just think replacing Clark is a lot to do. And I think replacing Clark within like a week span on short notice is even harder to do. And having a lot of guys who haven't played much this year, step up into big roles, um, it is going to be hard to do, especially in a turn in a setting like March um, in a big arena like T-Mobile Arena, which UCLA has not played well in. They're two and five there, I think, dating back for the last three years, um, including two losses this year to Baylor and Illinois, two of their only four losses on the season. Um, and I think it's just it's just a lot to ask for a team, even though this is a veteran team, to replace you know by all accounts their second best player uh, just within a game. They have one game to really get used to that before the semifinal matchup. Um, and I think you look, especially in March, you have to look at the teams that are really desperate. I know you talked about UCLA being desperate to get that one seed, uh, but they're going to make the tournament either way. They're going to be a top two seed either way. Oregon will not make the tournament unless they win the Pac-12 tournament, and they have experience winning the Pac-12 tournament. Dana Altman up there in Eugene has that experience as well. So I think it should be a very interesting matchup. I think Oregon's going to be giving it all they got. And um, I know the second game was closer, uh, or it isn't as close as the final score would indicate against these two, but they've had some good battles over the years. Um, I don't think UCLA is like far and away the more talented team. So I think it'll be close. And I think losing Clark really will um, make the difference there. But if you told me they won the Pac-12 tournament, I wouldn't be surprised. Jaime Hawkins is a killer. Obviously, Tiger's been here a while. Mick is probably the best coach in the conference. So um, I don't think Sam's take is bad at all whatsoever. But I just think if you had to ask me what's more likely that they win the tournament or they get upset early, I think it's right now the former just because there's so much unknown there with Clark out with the injury. Um, we'll see. Yeah. You touched on the end at, at the end. And I think it's true. Obviously there's a huge unknown factor when you lose a guy like Jalen Clark, that's so integral to everything that you do really. Um, but yeah, UCLA has so much more beyond Jalen Clark, you know, Tiger and Jaime are both PAC 12 all first team guys. Um, a damn bonus of freshman of the year, all defense kind of guy. Amari Bailey could have very well been the freshman of the year. Had he not missed a month with injury. Um, David Singleton would have won six man of the year if he was eligible. So there's just so many guys on this team that I think, you know, maybe they're not going to replace Jalen Clark, but I do think they have enough to, to, you know, maybe not easily win this tournament, but I do think they're still comfortably the best team in the conference. Yeah. Also in the article, um, Francis Moon, who can join us today, wrote about UCLA possibly losing to Arizona in the finals, which I also think is probably the most popular pick right now, just because of the Clark injury. Um, Sam, how, how can that happen? Can you think it's possible they get to the finals, but lose to the team they just beat yeah i think i mean you talked about 
teams being desperate. I don't think Arizona's desperate in the way that Oregon is in the sense that they obviously have, you know, a tournament spot locked up. But they do have a little bit to prove. They've kind of gone on a slide as of late. They lost to Stanford. They lost Arizona State on that half-court buzzer beater. They lost to UCLA to end the season. Um, so they've fallen a bit. You know, Tubelis, I know, is not super happy with the fact that he didn't win Pac-12 Player of the Year. Um, so they still have a lot to prove. And, you know, we say UCLA doesn't have that much to prove. I don't think the team looks at it that way. But from an outsider's perspective, it looks like that. Um, Arizona has a lot to prove. And they've proven that they can beat UCLA before, too. Um, obviously, that was in Tucson. Amari Bailey wasn't playing. So there were some factors at play there. Um, but they have, they, you know, they're not desperate. But I think they definitely have a lot to prove. And they're a really talented team and one of the best offenses in the country still, whether or not UCLA beat them a week ago. And that really is turning into one of the, the premier rivalries in the sport right now. Um, UCLA and Arizona, they always have great battles. Obviously, it was the Pac-12 championship game last year as well. Arizona won that one in Vegas. Um, so I think a lot of people would be looking forward to that matchup. I think that would um, be good, especially because you mentioned the Tubelas versus Hawkes. The Tubelas versus Hawkes factor because Jaime um, won Pac-12 Player of the Year by all counts. Tubelas was second, and it's probably right behind him. Tubelas leads the conference in points and rebounds. Um, so it'll, that'll be a fun game. But personally, I don't think it gets there. Um, I think either UCLA or Arizona. I think Arizona is definitely beatable as well. Yeah, I think that's that's another important point you bring up because I think everybody's maybe penciling in UCLA, Arizona in the championship game and making their predictions. But, I mean, we've seen the run Oregon State went on a couple years ago. You know, anything can happen in this Pac-12 tournament. Um, and I think especially when you look at Arizona's side, USC's playing good basketball as of late, and they maybe do have more to prove when it comes to the tournament than even Arizona does. So anything can happen, and I would, wouldn't be surprised in the least if it's not UCLA, Arizona come Saturday. All right, I think that's all the thoughts we have about the Pac-12 tournament. It'll be fun. Sam and I will be there. We'll have uh, an episode next week. You can read all of our thoughts on thedailybruin.com. As always, Out of Bounds is brought to you by The Daily Bruin, UCLA student newspaper. You can listen to this show and others by The Daily Bruin on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And the transcript for the show is always available on dailybruin.com. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>